Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. So good to be with you all in the last week of the Holy 50 Days. And this is going to be one of the last few Sundays you'll hear me say, Christos Anisti. Christos Anisti. Has Christ really died, or risen, or is he still dead? We have to say that with power. So Christ is risen. Bil Masihu Kam. I like that. I like that. Very good. Very good. You guys are awake this morning. The gospel today is a very a beautiful gospel. But I want us quickly, as we start to go into the readings for today, I particularly want to start with the gospel, and I want us to see how, where this comes from. This is John chapter 16, by the way, the gospel from today. But I want us to start with the first verse from the gospel of St. John, verse, chapter 16, verse 1, because we read the final piece of what we call the farewell discourse of the Lord Jesus Christ, that when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, these were the last things that he was saying to his closest disciples, to his, his, his right-hand men that walked with him throughout his three and a half years of ministry. These were the last few things that he spoke to them. So I want you guys to take the last chapter, John chapter 16, of the farewell discourse, and I want you to really look through it with me and for us to figure out where, what, what does God want to teach us through this gospel reading today. So we read this, the, the latter part, but I want us to start with verse 1. These things I've spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. Listen to how he starts. Very encouraging message to his disciples. They will put you out of synagogues. Yes, the time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God service. And these things they will do to you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things that I have told you, that when the time comes you may remember that I told you of them. And these things I did not say to you at the beginning because I was with you. But now I go away to him who sent me and none of you asks me where you are going. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, anytime you see nevertheless in the Gospels, know that Christ is about to say something. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and righteousness and of judgment of sin, because they do not believe in me. As we read the gospel today, the last verse of the gospel, I'll fast forward. He says, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. He starts John chapter 16 with a word of encouragement. He says, listen, because you are my follower, you're going to endure hard things. 
Because you've chosen to be a mini Christ, because you've chosen to be an ambassador of the message of the gospel, you will endure many things for my sake. He even tells them that many will kill you in the name, in my name, in the name of God. They will think that they're offering service to God by killing you. And we know that our church is a church of martyrs. You look to the left-hand side of the church or to the right-hand side of the church, we start the iconography of our church with martyrs, with St. Stephen, the first deacon, with St. George, with St. Timiana, with St. Ebenob, all of these amazing men and women. And we know that our church is a church of the martyrs. We know that even recently, 21 martyrs of Libya that were slaughtered by ISIS in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We know that martyrdom is something that every single Christian in the early church encountered and we still encounter to the modern day. Let me ask you a question. What is your martyrdom? What is your martyrdom? Yes, you may be not getting slaughtered by ISIS in Libya. Yes, you may not be going through hardship in, you know, maybe your schools where people are persecuting you for the sake of the Lord. But what is your martyrdom? Martyrdom, actually, by definition, martyreia, means a full surrender of oneself to God in whatever circumstance a person finds themselves in. It's a little bit of a death of self. It's a little bit of aligning my will and saying, God, it's not about my will anymore, it's about your will. And I think the problem with many of us is we want the Lord to do what we want. We want the Lord to do that which will gladden my heart. We want the Lord, if God, you answer my prayer, if you do exactly what I want you to do, then I will follow you. But you see, the problem is then we look at God as though he's a genie. We look at God as if we come to him only when we want our wish to be done, rather than we come to him for himself alone. See, I think many of us, when you look at this chapter, you're like, man, I, I kind of like to skip over John chapter 16. I kind of like to skip over the hard things where the Lord asks of us. I kind of like when we come to difficult passage in the scripture, let's say, yeah, 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 that's for the saints. Yeah, 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 that's for the abunas. Yeah, 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 that's for the servants. Yeah, 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 that's for everybody else but me. The question that I'm asking myself today is what am I willing to endure for the Lord Christ? What extent have I gone for the message of the gospel? Have I actually lived as a modern day martyr where when I want to do something and I know that that thing is going to harm me, that I say, no, Lord, I'm going to crucify my own flesh and my own desires and I'm gonna give my will to you. Lord, when I want to fight with my wife or I want to fight with my husband and I know that they are wrong, I'm going to live as a martyr I'm going to give myself in humility for the sake of my spouse. When I'm a child and I want to fight with my parents or my parents want to fight with me. One party has to be humble even to the point where they're modeling where the Lord Jesus Christ did, where he washed the feet of the disciples. Imagine every single one of us, we're in the midst of conflict. Get down and give the other person a matanya. Prostrates before the person. Imagine what that would do to conflict in the world. Imagine if every single one of us were in the midst of difficulty and conflict that we looked within ourselves and says, where can I be a martyr today? Where can I die to myself today? Where can there be a part of me that needs to be surrendered for the sake of the person in front of me? 
See, the closing of this chapter, these things I've spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. What is peace? You know, actually in every culture outside of America, they start every greeting with the name, with the word peace. You go in Egypt, they say salam. You go to Israel, they say shalom. You see, you go to Kenya and they speak in Swahili, they say abari, which means sort of like peace to you. Every single one of us, we want peace. We want peace. If I were to ask anyone in this congregation today, do you want peace? You would say, absolutely, I want peace. I want peace. But you know what? The pace of my life is too difficult these days. Everything is so busy, 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 busy. You know, I'm taking kids to sports. You know, I'm running back to church. My coworkers are, 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 are asking me to do so much. It's so busy, 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 busy. And I, as soon as the pace of my life slows down, as soon as my kids go away to college, as soon as I go on retirement, I'll have peace. But I assure you, peace is not in a pace. Peace is not in a pace. It's not in the slowness of life. It's not in when things disappear because the next day something else will knock on your door to make you busy again. Busyness is a condition of the heart. You can be in the midst of everything and still find peace in the midst of the pace. Well, maybe if I get out of this church, this place is what brings me difficulty. This relationship is what brings me difficult. Maybe it's the place that I'm in, the geographic location. If I leave this job and I get rid of this coworker and I get rid of this boss, I'll have peace. Peace is not in a place. It's not in a geographic location. It's not when you go and live on the beach of Florida and sit with your legs extended, relaxing in retirement. I assure you, you will not have peace if it's in a place. Well, maybe if I get rid of this person, Abuna, okay, fine, all right, it's not in a pace, it's not in a place, but if I get rid of my mom, she's so annoying. If I get rid of my husband, he's so annoying. If I get rid of my so-and-so, they're so annoying. They drive me crazy. That's what the confessions, by the way, with all, with all well, the confessions that I hear from Shabab and from people. My parents are so annoying if I get rid of them. Of course, everybody's whispering to their children, you say that about me, no, never, your kids, never. Never. Your children would never say something like that about you because you are perfect parents, all of you. Maybe if I get rid of this person, maybe if I get rid of this relationship, maybe if this person stops being crazy, maybe if this situation where I'm always at conflict with this person and they calm down, things will be better. Peace is not in a person. Peace is not in a person because you get rid of one person and the next day somebody else is knocking at your door, no? You get rid of one boss, and the next boss is even more difficult. You get rid of one colleague, the next colleague is annoying. You get rid of one situation, and I guess, I guess the question, if you're the type of person that is always going from person to person to person in conflict, maybe the problem is within you. With all due respect, maybe the problem is within you. There has to be a point in time where a person looks within themselves and says, if I'm always surrounded with conflict, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the source of the conflict around me. Maybe I'm not humble enough. Maybe I'm not doing a matanya and prostrating myself before other people. Peace is not in a pace. Peace is not in a place. Peace is not in a person. Peace is not in a problem. It's not in a problem. If I get through this circumstance, the problem will go away and khalas, I'll be at peace. You know this. In this world, you will have tribulation. That's just a promise that he gave to you. If you get through this problem, there's another problem. 
If you get through this circumstance, there's another circumstance. Now, Abuna, really pessimistic message. You're not really encouraging me. You're not really giving me anything to uplift me. In me, you may have peace. In me, you may have peace. It's not in a pace, a place, a person, a problem. It's in him. He is the source of peace. O King of peace, grant us your peace. Render unto us your peace. We pray every liturgy saying, O King of peace. We close every prayer, O King of peace. We say, O King of peace, peace, peace. We say peace all the time. Are we really asking him to be the source of peace for us? Are we really asking that the Holy Spirit, who he promised will send to us, will teach us all things and bring us to remembrance of the things which he taught us, that he is the comforter, that he is the one who will give us peace. Do we really believe that or is it just words? Is it just another sermon that a person gives, another prayer that we pray, just another formality that we do? My brothers and my sisters, my friends, I plead with you today. I plead with you today that if there is conflict, if there's no peace in your life, it's not because God isn't available and ready to give it. I promise you, I assure you, that yes, there will be circumstances of difficulty. Yes, there will be persons. Yes, there will be problems. Yes, there will be situations. Yes, there will be a pace of life that will try to steal away your peace. You remember when Sadeh incarcerated a whole bunch of priests and bishops back in the day? in Egypt, and he put them in the prison of Wadi Natrun. You guys remember that? There's a great memory, a memoir, of Father Luke Sidros, Abuna Lu'a, and he writes something really beautiful. He writes that the prison was like a hole. You couldn't move here, you couldn't move here. In fact, if you wanted to breathe, you had to get down and kind of find a little crack and breathe through it. The smell of feces, the disgusting. And he said what? He said what? He said that that prison became an altar for us. That very place that was filled with dirt and they tried to destroy our spirits was where we prayed the Psalms, where we memorized the Bible, where we lifted up praises. The circumstance doesn't change, but the person in the midst of the circumstance is changed. Why? By the Prince of Peace by he who gives us the power from on high to face every circumstance in him, in cheer, in the ability to be an overcomer. You know the word overcome? Overcome? Nike, Nike in Greek. You know the sneakers that we wear, Nikes? The goal of us is to be overcomers. The goal of us is to not be victims of our circumstances, but to be challenged by the circumstances that we face every single day to rise to them and to be sources of peace. I myself am not a peacekeeper, I'm a peacemaker. I'm going into places of darkness. I'm going to where there is hurt. I'm going to where there's shortcoming. I'm going to where there's pain. And Lord, I want you, through the peace that I receive from you, to be an ambassador of peace. Peace is not in a pace. Peace is not in a place. Peace is not in a person. Peace is not in a problem. Peace is in the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So if today any of you if today any of us are thinking the lie that peace comes from any of those things, come back to the truth. Come back to the truth which is found in him and say, Lord, you are the light and you are my salvation. 
You are the one who gives me peace. You are the one that if I'm in the midst of a very prison, you can turn that prison into be an altar. You are the one that if I face a Red Sea, you are able to make that very deep a, a walkway. You are the one that if there is a crooked path, you're able to make straight. You are the one that if I'm walking on unsteady ground, you're able to make that whole place smooth. You are the one, you are the king of peace. You are the fountain of peace and you are the author of peace. Lord, please give me your grace this day and every day and glory be to God forever and ever, amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.